Hello, and welcome to the Buildings Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. Join us on the first and third Monday of every month as we explore trending topics in the built environment. I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine, and today I'm here with David Shove-Brown, partner and co-founder of the architecture and design firm 3877. Today we're going to talk about what you need to know about enriching your company culture. David, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it greatly. So, David, let's start by talking about the company culture at 3877. You've worked really hard to create a compassionate workplace that fosters communication. How did you do that? Well, it's it's a constant work in progress. It's it's not something that is, you know, you just sort of do once and and hope that it uh, lasts forever. It's it's a process for us of when my business partner, also named Dave, by the way, I'm not speaking in the third person. Um, when Dave and I started the uh, the practice, you know, we we put down what our mission, vision, and values were, what we were trying to do as a two-person firm, and, and who are we trying to work with, and what are the things that we believed in. Um, and then as we grew and, and added folks, it was important for us to talk about those, those values with each potential hire. Um, and then you know, about, oh gosh, I've lost track of COVID years, but a couple of years ago, um, we sat down as an office and, and updated our mission, vision, and values. So, you know, really talked about, again, how have they evolved? How have they how have they either changed or, or modified? Um, and we spend a lot of time talking about them and, and using them for sort of positive aspects of the firm and positive growth. Um, looking at them for goal setting. So we think that sort of sets the framework for a positive culture. The next element of, of culture is you have to be open. You know, as a, it, it's easy to say you have a great culture. It's easy to say you want a culture. Um, but as an owner of a firm and a, and a partner at a firm, you have to be open to change. You have to be able to say, okay, we can, we can evolve all our culture. And then when you get feedback, you've got to take that feedback. You've got to digest that feedback and you've got to then, you know, bring it back around. So um, there's a lot of open communication in the office. Um, There's a lot of collaboration. And and through that, we think it helps grow our culture to what we want it to be. Now, you've used B Corp certification as a tool to kind of redefine the meaning of success and also to establish a stronger brand. What is B Corp all about and what does it mean to be certified? So, you know, B Corp is is an amazing um, third party that looks at, they call it the impact assessment. And so they look at who you are as a company and what your impact is in different groups. So it's looking at, you know, it, it could be just your own governance. It could be looking at mm-hmm. what are, you know, what's your impact with your team? What's the impact with your um, community? What's the impact on your clients? And, and so on and so forth. And so what it allows you to do is truly look at yourself in the mirror. And it because it provides metrics, it's not something where you sit and say, okay, I think we're this or I think we're that. You're able to say, hey, you know, let me answer these questions and go through these these steps and see how we, we really stand up and to have somebody outside the organization to say, yes, you're doing this or or no, you you know, you really could improve on this. And so um, it allowed us to 
in some cases, ask hard questions. Um, in some cases, come up with answers. In some cases, evolve. Um, the nice thing about B Corp for us is when you go through the process, you know, you, you, you go and you answer all the questions and you, and you do the assessment, um, but they work with you to, to grow and to evolve. I keep using the word evolve, um, evolve your company. And so, um, you know, the, the whole goal is trying to be better and trying to use that um, as a third party, as something, something quantifiable that you can say, yeah, we're, we are truly doing what we say we are doing. Great. Can you offer any tips on pursuing B Corp certification? Oh, I have lots of tips. Um, you know, we, we did it during COVID. It was one of the early things that, that um, we undertook under COVID. I think my biggest mistake in, in the process was I took it on myself um, in that, you know, you're at the beginning of COVID and you didn't, we didn't have, you didn't have a lot of work going on. So, you know, I was able to sort of dive into it and, and really, um, really work my way through it. It's in depth. It is, it is no joke. It is, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of examination and it could be, you know, numbers and facts and figures. It could be, you know, looking at your employee handbook, all of those things. So, um, Knowing now what I do, I would say put a group together, get a group of people together that can each person, whether it's, you know, focusing on one of, of the core, um, core groups or, or, you know, sort of the, um, themes throughout whatever it is and, and however you set up your, your firm or practice or company, um, divide and conquer. You know, get and quite honestly, use it as a vessel for for conversation and communication, um, so that when you get to those, the story that I like to tell is um, when we started it, one of the one of the questions had to do with remote work and our remote work policy, and you know we hadn't had one. Our remote policy was, um, you know, basically the day that it seemed like the world shut down, we said, everybody take a monitor and go home. Like that was our policy. And so we then, you know, worked with B Corp to, to have some of the discussions of what is a remote work policy. And I think, you know, in hindsight, I would have loved to have more conversation with, with other people in the office and not, you know, that's a strange example, just given the fact that we were already in that place, but being able to say, you know, what, what are some of our approaches to these various challenges and how do we discuss them as a group and then bring them to the firm as a whole? So my biggest suggestion is do it as a group, find people that are like-minded and interested in the process and absolutely go for it together. So in your opinion, what makes a company's culture strong and how can our listeners know if their company fits that description? Um, well, it's, there's actually, I think, some, some pretty clear elements within a company that tell you if, you're, if your culture is strong. I think um, by having a clear mission, vision, and values, I think that that's important. Having that out there that everybody sees, that everybody um, reads and, and buys into, and it's, it's not just a, yeah, we kind of think that. I think um, transparency is important, um, you know, in, in all directions, up, down, sideways, whatever it may be. Um, I think you can look at 
the involvement of your team? Are they involved in things beyond just individual projects? Um, are they involved in things outside the office and, and pro bono and giving back? Um, do you have long-term employees? Have they been there a while? Is there diversity to your employee group? Um, you know, one of the things that we um, push for is is ongoing development and, and professional development. So, you know, allowing people to do that and, and take part. So I think all of those things play into it. You know, the, the elimination of office politics, you know, the going back to that transparency issue and, and discussion of, of everybody being involved. I think you can you can be a boss without being a dictator. Um, so I think you can talk about what your culture is and be open about your culture. But at the same time, sometimes you have to make the hard decision of, you know, we're going to make, we're going to go down this design path or that design path. So it's, a, you know, for us, it starts with laying out the, the company goals and, and getting everybody to buy into our mission, vision, values. Why do you feel it's so important to give employees a sense of purpose and involvement in their surroundings? Um, for, well, I mean, if you look at this sort of, we could have a much longer conversation about various generations and, and, you know, what people, um, experience in the workplace, you know, it's, you spend a lot of time at work. You spend a lot of time with the people around you. Um, so, you know, a lot of us went to design school and, and architecture school and, you know, wanted to be a part of that process. And, Interestingly enough, most of the design school stuff that you do is individual. You're not working as a team. And, and so for us, getting people that are diverse in who they are and, and their interests and, and design stylings and things like that, bringing them together um, is really key to doing things a little bit differently. Um, so in doing so, when you start to mix you know, a bunch of different people with a bunch of different interests and ideas, um, it's important to bring them together to show you know, similarities and common goals, but how different people can have the same goal and have, you know, bring success together. Um, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into our designs and our design process. Um, and so it's not as simple as, you know, showing up at nine and leaving at five and turning off that part of your brain. That's like, stop thinking about that project. You know, you're at home now and you know, it's just who we are. Um, you continue to process and you continue to want to propel design and want to propel um, the work for your clients and for your team. And um, the, the most successful way to do that is have the team aligned and have that, that camaraderie and that, that, that sense of being together and sense of place. It's it just, it makes better projects and better products. Mm -hmm. So um, it just ties everything together. What advice can you give other people in the architecture, commercial real estate, and facilities management industries who might be looking to strengthen their own foundations in terms of culture? Uh, you got to put your ego aside. Um, you've got to, I mean, you know, you can't, we've all been places where, you know, somebody higher up says, we have a great culture. And, you know, the rest of the team is like, no, our culture is pretty terrible. Um, and so, you have to be able to want a good culture and be able to listen to your constituents and talk about culture. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to, you know, look at your strengths, but also weaknesses and opportunities, quite frankly, and say, you know, how do we, how do we grow? So I think, you know, for us, our philosophy is the first thing you start with is, is a clear set of goals and a clear 
you know, what you think your mission vision values is. And then sit down with, you know, sit down with various groups. And so, you know, as we grew our mission, vision, and values a couple of years ago, we sat down with, you know, just Dave and I. And then we sat down with our sort of leadership group, our senior staff. And then we sat down with, with a couple of different constituent groups to get buy-in from everybody and all these pieces and parts. And then we sort of merged it all together in one document and brought the whole team together and said, okay, here are the things that we say that we are. Here's the things that we think that we are. You know, where do we think that there's opportunity? And it's, it's just through a lot of conversation and then you have to be willing to enact all of it. You have to be able to say, um, you know, when you tell somebody that you're flexible because we know that the dentist doesn't work on a Saturday and you can go and, you know, and, and make up the time, you have to actually believe that. You can't just say it as, you know, sort of, oh, yeah, I say that, but, I, you know, I'm really just going to be angry that you're, you're gone for an hour and a half. No, you've got to be able to, to truly believe in what you're doing. David, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. This was fantastic. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of The Buildings Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and join us again next time to hear another episode. And check out the show notes on our website for extra resources related to this podcast. You can also stay up to date with Buildings by following us on social media, visiting our website at buildings.com, and signing up for our newsletter, The Buildings Buzz, to keep up with all things Buildings. We'll see you next time.